I'm Tommy Stinson. This is Brian Bell from Weezer and The Relationship. This is Guard. We're Muncie Gals. This is Cindy Wilson. This is Tony. And this is Miles. From Fastball. We're the, the Regrets. regrets. <laughs> and you're listening to Cigar City Radio. 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 Cigar City Radio is sponsored by No Clubs and StateMedia.com. Find out about upcoming concerts in Tampa Bay by visiting StateMedia.com and tagging no clubs on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Use the hashtag WeAreConcerts. So this is what no clubs has coming up in May. Thursday, May 16th, Whitechapel is on the Chaos and Carnage Tour 2019, along with Dying Fetus, Revocation, and a bunch of other black and death metal bands that I can't pronounce their names. So you know it's going to be good. That's at Janice Live. It's an early show. Doors are at 4.30. Tuesday, May 28th, another sold-out show at Janice Live. The return of Trey Anastasio Band, which I don't know what that means. When did, when did they come previously? When they're returning, the Trey Anastasio Band? Either way, that show is sold out, too. And Friday, May 31st, closing out a busy month, Black Bear, the Dead to the World Tour with Gashi at Janus Live. That one's not sold out, but it might sell out. So I would definitely pick up tickets for that now. Pick up tickets for all the shows coming up. We have a lot of cool shows coming to town in the summer, including Bowling for Soup and Real Big Fish, August Burns Red, Baroness, Umphreys McGee, Pedro the Lion. So much cool stuff coming our way. Head to statemedia.com for all the information on the shows and to pick up tickets and use the hashtag we are concerts. Welcome to Cigar City Radio, episode number 99. The song you just heard was French Kiss by Pecas. It's on the EP After Dark, available now wherever you listen to music. Go listen to it. It's good stuff. I'm your host, Randy Ojeda, and making the magic happen, a man who couldn't make a free throw if he tried, Mr. Jason Solanez. Well, I, I don't even know how to respond to that, man. Could you, do you think you, if, if we gave you a basketball, do you think you could make it in the hoop? Yeah. How many times, though? Um, in a row or, or like at it like out of 10 like what would what would be your your shooting 10? percentage probably 60 70 percent no come on <laughs> unopposed unopposed you maybe yeah. yeah no i used to play basketball okay i don't like you used to play basketball sports. when you were like 14 though yeah i don't think it carries over well, now that i'm a chubby man i mean maybe all that <laughs> mass will will lend to my skill yeah we'll see we'll go one-on-one -on -one with john ensign and see how that goes it'll go great <laughs> yeah <laughs> i'm gonna juke him out our guest on this episode is NBA superstar John Henson. He was selected with the 14th overall pick in the 2012 NBA draft by the Milwaukee Bucks. He currently plays for the Cleveland Cavaliers. Most importantly, though, his senior year, he spent at Sickles High School right here in Tampa, Florida. Definitely a Sickles legend. He went on to go to the University of North Carolina, where he was a two-time ACC Defensive Player of the Year before, as I said, being drafted by the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, it's really great to have him on the podcast. We actually just connected randomly via Twitter. Like he was posting a lot about the Tampa Bay Lightning. He's a big Tampa Bay Lightning fan, and uh, 
I tweeted something at him and we just, you know, started chatting back and forth. And next thing I know, he's coming in to do an interview with us. And it was really cool because it's rare that you get to sit down and talk with somebody that you can play as in NBA 2K. Really great guy to talk to. We enjoyed having him in. Definitely the tallest person that has ever been on our podcast. That is for sure. Uh, we were also joined by his good friend, DJ Chuck Norris, who is the DJ for Big Baby Scumbag, who, if you remember, was on our podcast way, way back, episode like three or four. It's one of the early ones. It was the first recording. Yeah, it was the first recording yeah. we did, but one of the early podcasts. So it was cool to have him come in as well. We had a blast just hanging out and, and talking about basketball and, and life in Tampa. You know, John Henson lives here in Tampa, and he is definitely a Tampa guy. Um, he's really does a lot for the community. He is an ambassador for Up To Us Sports, which is a national nonprofit organization dedicated to supporting underserved youth by providing them with coaches trained in positive youth development. So he talks a little bit more about that in the podcast. We definitely have an open invitation for him to come back anytime he wants. Would love to shoot the shit about the NBA whenever he's available. Uh, also, got to give a shout out to my cousin, Andrew Ojeda, who sat in on the podcast and joined in. You might remember Drew's voice from our episode with Ian Beckles, who Drew was also a part of. Drew, I guess Drew's kind of our resident sports uh, correspondent. Whenever we have a, a sports guy, Drew comes in. So here it is, episode number 99. Office space that is an, at an undisclosed location, <laughs> hanging out with a new friend of ours. He is an NBA superstar, power oh. <laughs> forward, center for the uh, Cleveland Cavaliers, formerly of the Milwaukee Bucks. Yep. He was a North Carolina Tar Heel, and most importantly, he was a Sickles High School legend. Yes, sir. Yes, man. from yep. not not from Tampa, Florida, yeah. but but I, this you, is home though, man. It's this like, is home. This okay. Is home. I mean, uh, hopefully, I can be here for. An, you know, a long time. So. Yeah. So we're, we're, I didn't even say your name. We're hanging out with Mr. John Henson, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, I, I guess it was, it's funny how we connected because, uh, I, I just sort of saw you on Twitter, yeah. like tweeting about the lightning and yeah. like, you're doing all this stuff in Tampa. Yeah. And I guess, you know, I knew you went to sickles, yeah. but I didn't realize you were like a Tampa guy, yeah, yeah. you know? Um, you know, when I, when I'm kind of meet people here, they're like, Oh man, what are you doing in Tampa? I'm like, no, the high school here. And, Essentially, what happened was I came from Texas. I got to Tampa. I said, "Oh, this is this is nice." Yeah, there's water. Um, yeah, yeah. I, mean, <laughs> I like fishing. You know yeah, what I mean? so like it was it was perfect. And like I've been here since I was like 16, 17. So like you know it's kind of yeah. So what prompted the move? Like because you you went um, to you did your first a, three years. My dad and... got a job here. Okay. So I had a choice whether to stay in Texas because it was like my senior year. Yeah. I had, I had a choice whether to finish over in Texas and. My coach got fired, who was like almost like a second father to me, almost. Yeah. And I was just so salty about that. So I'm like, I'm going to Tampa, man. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And yeah. It actually worked out for the best, man. Um, I'm glad I did. Didn't want to necessarily, but I kind of took a chance and uh, it worked out. Yeah. Yeah. So you did your senior year at Sickles mm -hmm. and then went straight to North Carolina, yeah. right? Yep. So yep. what was what was the transition like from uh, from from high school ball to college ball? Uh, the transition was uh, t my first year, man, because I was like a highly ranked guy, yeah, you know, yeah. one and done hype type guy, and uh, I had a rough year my first year. Um, unfortunately, one of our power forwards got hurt. Yeah, um, it was like Ed, Ed, Ed Davis. Davis got hurt. Yeah, yeah. And um, they plugged me in, and you know the rest is kind of history. But you know, uh, it was looking a little shaky at first. But um, I stayed three years, man. We were really good. Kind of the best times of my life, per se, basketball wise, man, winning wise, and. Uh, so it was, it was a good experience. Yeah, yeah. What uh, what was the recruiting process like? Um, you know, I wanted to go to Texas. Um, and was uh, uh, Coach Barnes still Coach there? Coach Barnes was still there. Okay. Um, and um, my dad, you know, and the coaching staff kind of got into it a little bit. I don't necessarily know specifics. I was young, but I just heard some conversations over the phone, and uh, 
you know, he came in the room like, man, you know what, you need to go look at other schools. You know, I know you like Texas. And I said, all right. So I went to go to North Carolina. Came back in the car on the way home, like to the airport or whatever. And he, I said, man, I'm, I'm going to come in here. What was Coach Williams like? It was cool, man. It, it's a different feel there, man. It's a different vibe. Uh, family atmosphere. Uh, everybody was super cool. The campus was nice. It's a college town, which I thought was, a, you know, really cool. And, uh, you know, I, I definitely, you know, wanted to go there. How was the uh, Duke-UNC rivalry? What was, was that good, like? Man. I would, uh, is it know, as crazy as it looks on TV? It is crazy, man. And, like, that's the only day where, like, people pull up beside me when I'm walking to class. Like, do you need a ride? <laughs> Get in the car, man. You don't need to be walking for game tonight. <laughs> don't hurt, don't hurt <laughs> like, yourself. Seriously, like, it was crazy like that, man. Uh, so, uh, you know, it was a good experience, man. It was, like I said, the best times of my life, man. So That's amazing. And then you came out, the draft class mm-hmm. was Pretty a pretty stacked yeah, NBA stacked. draft class. I yeah. mean, Anthony Davis, yeah, we, you know, Damian Lillard. He just hit the game winner last night. Yeah, oh, like, oh, that was cold blooded. Year before I was gonna leave. Yeah, but it was a lockout year. Oh so, right, right. Oh, that's you know, right. I would have had to take a loan per se, and then you know, had to kind of pay it back, and you know, it, it was just like I might as well stay in school for another eight months. Yeah, and, and try to win a championship, and uh, I would have went higher in that draft potentially. And then the next draft where I was, it was a strong draft. Yeah. Me. I was actually supposed to go to Detroit, but Drummond dropped oh, out, of top, yeah. out of the top four because we thought he was going to be like a top yeah, five yeah, guy. Yeah. And um, Detroit called said, hey, man, we know we said we're going to take you, but we got to take Andre Drummond. I was like, oh, don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah. So they really call and tell you that? Oh, no, for sure. Like, oh, wow, that's Detroit cool. that's said they would pick me at nine. And then as the draft was going on, they were like, well, if Drummond drops, we're going to take Drummond. And then Milwaukee was like, we're taking you regardless. So I knew yeah. after Detroit fell through. I was going to Milwaukee, so 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 walk us through draft day because that's like you know that's every kids every kid's okay, okay. dream so is like, draft day. Like I I I was a little less stressed because I was like a higher pick, so yeah. I, I knew where I was going to go. Okay, like it was either Detroit or Milwaukee. Sacramento really wanted to take me, but they thought four was too high. They took Thomas Robinson. Mm. Um, and yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what a pick that was! Right? You know <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I'm literally like, <laughs> like yeah. I'm, so, I'm literally trying to think, high, like, like hindsight's twenty twenty. Right? Yeah, right. but exactly. So you knew you were going to go to either yeah, Detroit, Detroit, either Detroit or Milwaukee. Or Milwaukee. I, I yeah. knew, I knew that's where I was going to go. I mean, the teams in between was like Houston, Phoenix. Mm-hmm. Didn't really say much, so there was a, there was a chance, but I didn't think so. Yeah, you know I mean, and um, so draft day comes, we like do all these like you know public stuff appearances. I get my suit. We, we get on the bus, and um, there's a fire on the freeway. Mind you, the draft is televised. So we yeah, have live. to get there. Yeah, Wait, so where are you? We're on the freeway, like, behind, like, stuck in standstill traffic. Oh, no. And there's, like, a fire in there. Like, so we had to get a police escort to clear out the cars to get us to the, um, where were we at? Where were we at, Bar- where were we at Barclays? Yeah, I think it was probably Barclays. Standing at an open in the Barclays lane. It was definitely the Barclays, yeah. for sure. The it was the Barclays. Yeah. And, um, you know what? It might have been in Jersey. Nah, I think it was still at... Um, we can, I think it was still at the... I know it was been it, doing that recently. No, the, the, the Wikipedia tells me that it was at the Prudential Center in New Jersey. That's so you're thought. right. Yeah, yeah. I, I think the thought. next year was yeah. at the Barclays Center. So I, was like, yeah. I think it was in Jersey. Yeah. All right. And so, so you were probably in New York, and then they were busing yeah, you to New we were Jersey. At the Western Times Square. Okay. And then, um, so we had to get the police escort. Um, so we get there, and they give us the whole spiel. You know, like, so what people don't know is when it's like a trade on draft day, like you have to. The draft has to end before the trade can be finalized. So you have to sit in a room like this, like just on office chairs and the desk, no contact, just with your phone until the draft is over. Wow. So dudes was like, oh my God, please don't ever get traded. Cause like <laughs> midnight, you have to sit there. Like we're all at dinner, everybody's going to party. Like you're sitting there like waiting for the NBA to finalize a trade. <sighs> so Zeller had to do that. But um, and you get there and sit in the green room. And see, we know who's getting picked because the cameras go to the table before the TV starts. Oh, really? Yeah. So, yeah. You know, we kind of know what's coming. And, um, you know, when they call your name, it's like, whew, like it's time. They always tell you one button. Yeah. You know what I mean? You walk up there and then the rest is history. You go to your city and that's kind of that's how it goes. Yeah. So are there teams that just don't contact you at all or do you talk to every single team? Um, You know, you have your draft range and then you kind of, your agent sets up workouts okay. and... Um, 
I think I did like seven or eight workouts from four to 15. Right. So like the Spurs, yeah. if they're picking on the back end, yeah. they know that they're not going to exactly. get to you. Exactly. So like they know that, you know, in certain teams, certain teams know they want you. Like the Nuggets, for instance, the Nuggets, when I got, they had the 19th pick and they were the first team. I think I met them at the combine or something. And they're like, hey, nice to meet you. If you're there at 19, we're taking you. Have a nice day. <laughs> that was it. Yeah, that was it. You know what I mean? I was like, all right. You know what I mean? Thanks. Like, see you guys later. So, like, that's kind of how it goes. Where, uh, where do they do the combine at? The uh, NBA Chicago. combine? Chicago. Yeah. Okay. And then, um, you know, I don't know if y'all remember, that's the year Deion Waiters got the promise and walked out. Oh, yeah. He walked out the combine. Everybody was like, What's Oh, going I do. On? Yep. I do remember that. He messed up the draft when um, they dropped, when Cavs drafted him fourth, everybody dropped back a slot. Mm. So I went from nine to 14. Drumming. Dropped him, and that year was it was crazy. But. That was such an insane draft year because that was Draymond Green was drafted that Draymond year Green too, and see he dropped all the way to like thirty five or thirty four. Drafted, I mean, you know. that was a great draft for the Warriors. They got Harrison, That's yeah, my boy, yeah, so. yeah, Barnes. Yep, yep. So it's it's funny because that year, so the, so you started out, you got drafted by the Milwaukee Bucks, yeah. and you started that season. And it's funny because that year I was I just started law school in Chicago, mm-hmm. and I, I had no business being a Bucks fan because yeah. I was like in Chicago. Yeah. This is like prime like Derrick Rose return and all that I was going to going to Bulls games but I started playing a lot of NBA 2k and I started playing the Bucks in that game mostly because Monte Ellis could shoot from anywhere on the floor we were a that 2k team I mean (laughs) talk about talent like you had BJ you had Monte at the starting backcourt Dunleavy yeah yeah you had a lot of good shooters and JJ Redick oh oh, yeah OJ man I was about to show my age I was gonna say was was Michael Red on that team but that was way before right that was way before yeah yeah so but yeah, so I started playing that Milwaukee Bucks team all the time, they, like in my like franchise mode, because that's what I would play. Is, yeah. You know, I, I wouldn't really play the games that much. I would just like like to simulate and see yeah, what happened. Yeah. I remember like your shot blocking in that game was like so high that it was like cheese worthy. You know, you yeah. could just come in and nah, just swat sure. everything. I get you a know? lot of like kids come to me like, dude, you're you're mate, you're great in two K. I'm like, I'm better in two K than real life. <laughs> <laughs> you think so? I, mean, I think so for sure. They got me a monster on two K. You are a monster in two K. Do you, do you play as yourself sometimes in I, I used to, but I'm, I'm more of a FIFA guy, man. Okay. Uh, so, you know, Fair I, enough. I, play, I play FIFA like yeah. I'll get in, I'll get into it. I had to actually like put the sticks down because like I'll sit there. He knows like I'll sit there from like 6 to like 11, 12 at night like just playing, playing, playing. Yeah. I've been reading about how the NBA coaches aren't fans of the Fortnite and all those other games. Yeah. There's a couple teams I think that tried. I think it was the Knicks. Tried to ban. Tried to implement or tell them like, oh, hey, you, in the ban, facility ban or if you can't yeah. you can't be playing this yeah, anymore because sure. they knew they knew the guys were staying up two three in the yes, morning. Yes, and they, you know I think sure. I forget I think it was Fizdale that was he was just like this is this has gone crazy. Yeah, yeah. but yeah, FIFA's a little bit different yeah. than those types of games. Guys get caught because the kids are gonna put it right on Twitch and play with an NBA guy. That's true. Guys. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna reveal your gamer tag here, John. Or, you know? <laughs> <laughs> you're Xbox guy or a PlayStation? Xbox. Xbox. All right, that's what's up. Yeah, that's what's up. We're, we're yeah. Xbox. Yeah, yeah, we're Xbox guys you know too. What? If you're listening to this, you can get my gamer tag. Hook the ass thirty one. All right, let's do it. We'll, we'll have to jump on the field yeah. one day. You know what I'm saying. So, so that first season you're in the NBA. Were there any players that like kind of became you know a mentor to you or somebody that like kind of showed you the ropes of you know how to acclimate to the NBA? You know, that's one of the things I was blessed to have, man. Because like a lot of young guys don't have that, especially when we're on a young team. Like I kind of was on a veteran. team. Team. So, like, you know, I had guys like Zaza, Joel yeah. Chris Villa, Samuel Dallenberg, Drew Gooden. Oh, I forgot all about Samuel Dallenberg. Monte, was, Monte, yeah. Monte was was good, man. And um, you know, even like you know Larry Sanders. You know, I don't know if you guys remember him, but he he was he helped me out. A lot. I'm all about Larry Sanders. Yeah, yeah, he put yeah. out that rap track, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like Larry helped me out, and like you know what, man, they taught me so much. They don't even like those guys don't even know how much they taught me. But I observed, and you know, it's it's helped me play this long in the league. Yeah. Because it's a lot of things do off the court that you have to do as a as an NBA player that people just don't know about, whether it's being early or yeah. or lifting when you're not told to lift or coming in early or or hey, you have a bad game, get in the gym, let's get some work in. Or if you had a tough practice and you're tired, Zaza's thirty four years old. He's out there working out of practice. Get get your ass out there. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. If he can do it, you yeah, yeah you, exactly. you I'm twenty twenty three years old. Like I can definitely get out there. So, you know, I picked up on those habits and you know, this has helped me be successful, man. That's great. Yeah. So OJ Mayo was another guy. Oh man. One of my really good friends, man. Um he he showed me the ropes, man, and you know, taught me how to be a good teammate. Did they I, ever let him back in the league? Nah, well, 
He's 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 what's it called? He's clear. He's, he's, he's eligible. He's eligible. He's eligible. So he's right, actually in the right. Philippines, right? Is he? Right. Okay. He's in the Philippines. So I'm sure that's a good move for for players now if they can't break into the league. Sure. I'm sure yeah. the the international. I mean, it's at a peak that it's never been at before. I mean, I was yeah. just in Puerto Rico. Uh, I think some of the top guys are making like 25 grand a month. So hey. Exactly. I'll, I'll take that. You got to, you yeah. got to play, you <laughs> I'll got take to play that any day. Coach Kid, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, I got to play there. What was Coach Kid like? Jake he was, was cool. one of my all all time favorite Jake players. Kid was cool, man. Uh, you know, he he. It's hard as like his first coaching gig was literally an NBA job on like a team that needed to win, like yeah. you know, it a was playoff no, ready yeah, team. Yeah, I mean, like it was his second year, I guess. And so like it was tough for him, man. And, you know, he had to learn some things, I'm sure, as we've learned as well, just kind of being in the league and he'll get another chance. And I mean, he's a good coach. Like the way the Bucks are playing now, like, you know, Coach Budenholzer definitely has a part of that. But I yeah. think Jay Kidd literally like whooped the bad habits out of us. Like yeah. I said it in the coolest way possible. Like Nintendo was playing hard, competing, you know, sharing the ball, playing as a team, not being selfish. Like he drilled those in our heads for three or four years and Coach Bud comes in, puts his system in, along with what J. Kidd, and boom, you got a number one team in the East. So yeah, exactly. I give him a lot of credit, man. More credit than he, you know, than he gets, but he he helped us, man. That I mean, that makes perfect sense because mm-hmm. I mean, he did have to kind of form because it was a really young core, oh, you know. For sure. I mean, like you know, even with Giannis back in the day, man. Yeah. Like, he doesn't like some of the things he would do three or four years ago. Like now, he's just night and day. He would never do. And uh, well, J. Kidd, J. Kidd got got after. Okay. Him, okay. You know? Yeah. So, yeah. So I, that's what I was going to say. So mm-hmm. then your second season mm-hmm. was when Giannis gets drafted, mm-hmm. you know, and then, you know, I know there was a lot of hype around him then, but did you guys know, like, did you know, like, okay. Okay. So I was the first guy to see him. So I was working out in Milwaukee. He literally gets off the plane. They're like, Hey John, play one-on-one with John, Giannis. Yeah. Okay. Destroyed him. <laughs> did you? 18 years old. Yeah, of course. Of course plane. you did. Yeah. You know, he's playing against lower level guys. I destroyed him. Right. Like it was crazy. Right. He couldn't even get a shot off. Like I swear. Wow. And now look. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now play him one-on-one and see what happens. For sure. I wouldn't even want to even do that. I'd be hazardous to my health one-on-one. We might need to play one-on-one outside the paint. You (laughs) know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, so like, I mean, just to see his growth, man, I mean, it was, I mean, it's, it's exponential almost, man. Yeah. At what point did it become like, okay, this is Giannis's team now? Um, I think this year was the point. This was last year a little bit. Um, you know, I think this year he, he really took the reins and, He's becoming, he's getting older now. Um, and, you know, it's his team, man. They go as he goes. Um, and, uh, you know, he leads by example. He works hard. He's the hardest working guy. He's in the gym every day, every night. Um, and it's no it's no secret, man, why they're doing so well. Yeah. No, I mean, he's he's the real deal. Yeah, that's sure. a sign of a good pro, too, is improve year by year, add something to your game that you sure. didn't have a couple of years ago. Yeah. yeah. Like, he, he wants to, I mean, you can see it in his, like, eyes, man. He wants to be really good, so. Which, speaking of adding something to your game, yeah. I, you've been shooting three-pointers lately, right? Yeah, yeah, like, what's, yeah. What's up with that, <laughs> man? I added the tray ball, man. You gotta, yeah, you, you got to in this NBA. You got to adapt or you'll die. Yeah. You know so, like, you know, for me, that was kind of the thing. I'd always worked on it. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of cool that Coach Bud kind of let me shoot it. And I was gonna say, was that a Budenholzer thing? Budenholzer you know? was like, yeah. hey, his his thing was like, let it fly. If you can hit it, I want you to shoot it. Even if you can't shoot it, I want you to shoot it. That's the offense, right? Yeah. Like, and um, I made some threes this year. I got injured, unfortunately, but I think he kind of let me you know, let the league know that that's that's capable. And uh, you know, yeah, hopefully I can keep it up next year. Yeah, because I mean that—that's a big part of the game right now. Is—is mm-hmm. is big men that can shoot. Yep, yep. The three and, and just being able to stretch the floor out, man, and, and maybe not necessarily shooting like Kyle Korver, but hey, if I get a pass into the corner, it's—it's it's a good shot. You know yeah, I mean? and that's kind of what I want it to be. Speaking of like you know, because you, you play with like Kyle Korver, like yeah. Mike Dunleavy, JJ Redick, mm-hmm. like all these like really good mm-hmm. like pure shooters. Who do you think is the best shooter you've ever seen? Oh man, I get asked that a lot because I did play with JJ and Mike. Yeah, um, in their dookies, but. Um, I would say in game, I would say JJ. Okay, but if you want to see like a workout? Like I, I think I, I was sitting. I was, I was a rookie at the time, and I was watching Mike and Dunleavy shoot. He hit like thirty something threes in a row on the move, though. Like yeah. not stationary, like on the move, and wow. that's the kind of the craziest um, display of shooting I've ever seen to this day. Like I want to say thirty seven in a row. Like wow, yeah, like moving, like sliding, coming off screens, like. It was it was out of control, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they can shoot. Yeah, no, Mike Dunleavy in particular can shoot. I'm trying to think. Yeah. You know who can really shoot too, man? Chris Middleton can really shoot. Oh yeah, Malcolm, yeah. Malcolm Brogdon can Chris, shoot. Chris Middleton was from the same draft class as you too, right? Yep, 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 yep. 
Yeah. Brogdon can shoot too. Oh shit, yeah. yeah, yeah Novak sure. was over there firing him up with Oh Novak, I play with Novak too. He can shoot too. He can he can shoot too. Damn. Sure. Yeah, yeah. So that's wild. Yeah, man. I I it's just funny, like the those that like that two from like 2013 to like 2015, 2016, those Bucks teams, you guys had those kind of wars with the with the Bulls for a while. They used to you know? kill us, man. What are you yeah. talking about? They used to <laughs> well, no, you, I remember that playoff series where you you stepped over Aaron Brooks. Yeah. Well, see, that was like <laughs> you you long, ran. No, I should say you ran over Aaron Brooks. That was Brooks. like a long line. <laughs> like he had been messing with me all year, man. Like yeah. we'll talk, like, cause we like <laughs> We just hated playing the Bulls because we had to play them so, like we played yeah. two times in the yeah. preseason, four times during the season. Mm-hmm. Then we had to play them in the playoffs. Like yeah. we were just tired of them, you know what I mean? And, and Brooks had been messing with me all year. How does that happen? He's the smallest guy on the floor. How is he? How is he messing with you? Just little like poking elbows, you know uh, the type okay. stuff. And uh, I just got fed up, man. And uh, you know I lost my cool. But uh, you know it's what we needed. It was, it was <laughs> yeah, what we needed, so. I think it was like you like. OJ Mayo, I think, got a yeah, technical juice, too. Juice, and juice. then uh Joakim Noah yeah, and uh Brooks, yeah. and and <laughs> yeah, it's like what a what a what a group that is right yeah, there. Right. <laughs> yeah. Did you get ejected from that game? No, I didn't. No, no didn't. everybody just got teed up. Yeah, I remember it was a it was a it was a scuffle. I was living in Chicago at the time, so I remember that game pretty vividly. Yeah, have you ever been ejected yeah. from a game? I've been ejected once. In high school, college, College, pro? NBA. NBA? Yeah, yep. Um, what did you do, Matt John? Barnes, man? Oh, Barnes. oh, the, the Matt Barnes! I, I no, forgot Matt about that. It had to be Matt Barnes. <laughs> Matt Barnes is like the all-time instigator, though. Yeah, like yeah, you know, sure. apparently he's a really cool guy. Like off the court, is from what I've nah, heard and I mean, read and stuff. I'll say, like, I mean, I, before then, like, I had kind of been around, and you know, he didn't see. He's, he's a great teammate when he's on your team. Like, he's D- correct. Guy, yeah, you know? that's yeah. what that's what it seems to be. It was just a rough day for both of us, man, and you know, it just came to a head. You know, it happens. I think that's a part of the NBA that people don't really see is like kind of the like you're talking about the intangible stuff, but just like the intangible on court stuff where it's like these little like, you know, the little mind games that players are playing. You know, they say Michael like, Jordan was famous for that. You know, and like, you know, you play every day, like almost every other day. So, you know, whether it's like you're in an argument with your wife or girlfriend or your mom did something or something happened with your friends or like you still got to play. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And, and so, you know. MJ comes to you like you ain't you know what I mean? Yeah, you, you can curse do? on you him. You can cuss. You yeah. trash. You know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like you're trash. You know what yeah. I mean? Like you're terrible. And, and and he bows you like, oh, you caught me on the right day. Like what's up? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. that could, that really happens. You know, yeah. like playoffs. Like you see the scuffles. It's because we're tired. We're yeah. tired. We're like, you're I'm human. Tired. Yeah, the season's I'm almost yeah. over. Yeah, I just yeah. played 82 games. I got to see you four times in a row. I'm tired of you. Like you know what I mean? So it's part of it. Man. Yeah. Is there, is there somebody on any of those like Bucks teams or on the Cavs now that's like really good at getting into people's heads? Um, who was really good? No, Mike Dunleavy was really good. <laughs> no, no, I know. <laughs> Mike Dunleavy seems to be like he'd be an example for most yeah, things yeah, here. Yeah, you know, ticking people off. Um, yeah. I didn't really have any instigator teammates. Larry Sanders, maybe. Jason Terry. Jason Terry. Yeah. yeah, but Jet wasn't an instigator. Jet, everybody loves Jet. Like, yeah. Like, Larry Sanders used to poke. Mm-hmm. Who's guys. the one guy nobody nobody would try? Like probably Larry. Probably Larry. Nobody would nobody would say anything. I mean, back it's or. one of those guys. If you're gonna say something or do something, like you just gotta be ready. Like if you want that action, go for it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's true. So, so, so you end up you get traded to the yeah. Cleveland Cavaliers, mm-hmm. and but so. You know, I don't know how much you can speak to this, but I, I've always wondered because it's like your whole life just gets uprooted in oh, like yeah, a yeah. minute. Like, what's it like to just um, so like, be I'm, traded? Yeah, you, you know, know, people I'm, people think it's all glamorous, but like that's a. I mean, I hate moving from one end of Tampa to the other. Right, like, you got to pick up in, yeah, in a blink so, of an eye. What's that like? I mean, I literally got the cast on. I had surgery, obviously, so yeah. I, didn't, I wasn't playing. And I put my cast on, and like you know, I'm not thinking I'm gonna get traded while I'm not playing. Like, huh? Get out of here. Yeah. And they called me when the GM called me. I'm like. You know what I mean? Yeah, when you get a call from the GM, it's probably not good. Well, you know, yeah. I'm not the guy the GM calls. Yeah, you're right. Usually that's <laughs> yeah, for the yeah. agent. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't call me for advice. He calls guys like Giannis and Chris and Eric, maybe, you know, type. And so I was like, hmm, GM doesn't usually call a guy that's injured on a 5 p.m. on a Tuesday. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? And, yeah. And he called me. He's like, hey, man, it's a tough part of business, man. 
we're trading you to Cleveland. I'm like, oh, that's cool, man. Thanks for everything, you know. And he's like, it's part of a, then he said it's part of a bigger trade, so I can't tell you more details, but yeah, you're going to Cleveland. I'm like, oh, thanks. Yeah, because it was like a three or 14 deal or something like that. Yep, and uh, uh, those are, I always wonder how those go down. It's, it seems that's like got to be crazy. I hung up the phone, and then I called uh, my girl at the time. I was like, uh, I'm going to Cleveland. And that happened, and then they were like, they text me, they're like, hey, 8 a.m. flight. I packed my bags, like, that night, and left. What do you do about, like, living? Like, housing? Do they put you in a hotel? Does the team put you in a hotel um, we were for a, a hotel. while? I was in a hotel. You get, like, 40 days in a hotel. Okay. Oh, that's you nice. I mean? yeah. So, like, you know, I stayed in a hotel. I got a spot. Um, and it, it wasn't too bad. Cleveland, Milwaukee's not too far. Yeah. Um, but you had played for, with Milwaukee for a long time. Yeah, that, that, I mean, that was kind of, it was kind of surreal, kind of leaving Milwaukee, because I never thought I would. I always thought I was going to maybe do it on my own terms or become a free agent or maybe at the trade deadline, I would know what's coming. Like, this was, like, blindsided. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So uh, it's part of the business. But I'm happy, though, man. Cleveland is so nice, man. The organization really, you know, they won championships, man. So they know what they're doing. Right. You know what I mean? And uh, good teammates, good guys. Guys that I actually grew up with, like, playing against. So like, oh, yeah? Who, who's that? Like, Tristan and okay. Clarkson and those type guys. And, you know, so it's cool. I've heard Tristan Thompson is like the nicest guy. He's cool, man. He's yeah. a, I mean, he's a great teammate. He's a great leader, man. He's um, you know, there's a reason he is where he is. There's a reason he's a champion, man. So you know, he's a good teammate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so have you been living in Tampa this whole time that you've been playing from Milwaukee? Yeah. Do you come here in the off season? Yeah. So like, I have a I have a home in Soho area, and so I come home in the summers. Um, okay. I'll probably be gone more this summer because. Uh, I'm just getting to Cleveland. I need to get adjusted and, you know, kind of start, you know, uh, integrating myself into this, you know, team and, and workouts because, you know, obviously I haven't played. So, yeah. But I'm here, man, for the most part, man. Anything that's going down, you, you probably can see me. Yeah, no, I, I see you. I see you yeah. you're, you're, you're posting your fishing pictures yeah, yeah, and you're out sure, there, you know, sure. with your lightning jersey. Sure. So, so. You a, you a freshwater guy or saltwater guy? Lightning hurt my heart. But, uh, uh, yeah, no, uh, I don't want to talk about the lightning. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking I'm coming home, like, because, you know, the the Cavs, guy, the Cavs guys are, like, big uh, hockey fans for the Columbus Blue Jackets. Blue Jackets, okay. right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, like, it's even were, worse for you. Oh, you got to hear it in the group text, I'm sure. We were talking crazy, like, well, hey, man, you know, hey, I'm thinking about coming to Tampa. Like, hey, just hope the lightning get the job done so I can come down there. I'm like, like, all right, cool. Yeah. We for sure going to get the job done. Yes. Game one goes by. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing. Yeah. Game four. I'm like living in a Twitter stream like, oh, no. Okay. Yeah. No, I avoided Twitter for like a whole day. Yeah, it's like the only time I avoid Twitter is when the lightning lose and when Game of Thrones is on, you know. <laughs> like, I don't want to Those are the things I don't want to. If, I don't if you would have told me the lightning would be out before the Bucks would be drafting, I would have told you you were crazy. Like, <laughs> I would have told you you were crazy. They got the best record ever, right? One of the best. Said they tied yeah. for the best record ever. Both, they were the one seed got swept. Calgary was the one seed in the West, and then they got beaten five games. I'm, I don't, I couldn't remember a, it was a like sport the first time it ever, happened. ever. Yeah, no, I couldn't it was remember the only. I mean, I, I mean, the only time I remember like basketball was I remember that Dikembe Mutombo Nuggets team was Shoot. the eight seed and beat and the Warriors and, the, and the, yeah, and, oh yeah, you're right, and the Warriors with. Who's on that word? Was that was, was uh, Baron, Baron Davis? Davis. Yeah. Baron Davis. Yep. Hey, the Dallas, Dirt, Dallas, Dirt, Dallas and they beat wins, Dallas. Yep. Dallas wins that ring. If they don't match up with the Warriors, because the Warriors beat them during yeah. the season too, so yeah, bad match. Yeah, I don't. I don't remember any sports where the number one seed you go out just to, no to go out to get swept yeah, to in get, the first yeah. round too. It's like not even like Stephen Samkos didn't score a point until like the fourth, <clears throat> fourth game, game or the third game. One of the, yeah, it's horrible. Yeah, yeah. Sports, sports. You go. To, you have season tickets, or do you just no, go to whenever? I, I go whenever you just go whenever you're in town. I, when I when I'm done playing, I will be a season ticket holder for the Lightning and the Bucks. Yeah, nice. We've, uh, we have Bucks season we've tickets. Been, our so. our dads have had season tickets since '97. Okay, yeah, the Bucks. Cool. So yeah. come come sit by us, man. Yeah, we got a good I, section. Sure. I'm gonna, I, yeah, I want to sit. I'm sitting on the, the side with the shade. So the, okay, that's so us. That's us. Yeah, we're East Club. Yeah, right. And we're right under the overhang. So when it rains, we don't get any rain. Two rows in front of us. Yeah, it's beautiful. Okay. Yeah. yeah, perfect to keep that so, in mind. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, under the under the roof. Yeah, we've probably missed like ten games since '97. That's dope. Yeah, that's dope. Yeah. So, so what what else do you do when you're in Tampa? You well, he's talking about freshwater. You know, yeah, I, I I do both. So, like, I'll go down to Delray Beach sometimes, okay. freshwater fishing the canals. Um, I'll, up here, I do like you know fishing in the flats, like redfish. I'll go down to Santa Maria or was it San Anna Maria? Yeah, yeah. Anna Maria. Yep, yep. And um, I'll go down there, man, and. Uh, I just like being out in the water, man. I don't even have to catch fish, man. It's just kind of a 
getaway, man. Tampa's perfect for that. Mm-hmm. You like you catching any snook? Uh, you know what? I have not caught snook what? before. And when I say I haven't caught snook, I, I not a lack of effort. I just, it's tough, yeah. It's, I just haven't had a chance. Like, when I go fish for them, I can never catch them. And then, like, I rented a house in Davis Island. And these, I could see the snook. And I gotta I get the light on the dock at night. Yeah, I couldn't yeah. catch them. That or just stay in the mangroves. That's yep. usually the way to go. I'm gonna catch a snook this summer, I promise. <laughs> yeah, is that your summer plan? What, yeah. are, what are your summer plans? What okay, are you doing? so I, I'm gonna be here, man. I, I work out, obviously, and, and I'm just be around, man. Like, you know, I'm catching the armature works, man. I go to the, the Sparkness Wharf. Like, you know, I'm just, Tampa's a great place, man. Yeah. People don't know that. Whenever I bring my teammates here, or people that are, haven't been here, they're always like, wow, like, I love Tampa, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, So tell them to move out here, man. Yeah, no, nah, for sure. I don't know, man. we got a lot of people coming out yeah. here. Are there any other players, like NBA players, that live around here? Spates lives somewhere around here, but it's more really? so more yeah, so he, he grew up here, though. Oh, he, okay, he yeah, yeah. To, I forget where he went to high school. He grew Gibbs? up around here. Yeah. He I think you're right. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so Spates is around here. Kevin Knox is from here, but... Yeah, Knox know. went to my alma mater, Tampa Catholic. I don't think he's... Here though, though, living here, but I'm kind of the only NBA guy. So, so you're the you're the best baller in Tampa. I'm the ambassador. I'm just the basketball ambassador. Like you know, anything basketball in Tampa area, I try to be involved with. I got a middle school league I'm doing. Oh, cool. With a friend, and we I coach the team every Monday and Tuesday. Um, I got camps, man. Like, I, yeah, you know, just, oh, yeah. yeah. What's you going have, on? You have the up to us. Uh, you do. You're ambassador for the up to us, correct? Yeah, I'm ambassador for up to us. You know what I mean? What's What's that about? Um, we're just essentially placing coaches. You know, we have people that donate money. I donate, and you place coaches in areas that need coaching, and kids that don't have necessarily coaching opportunities, and and so we'll place a coach there, and he'll actually a coach that actually wants to learn to be a coach and wants to be. You know, coach at a higher level, we'll start there, and, and that kind of can be his start and go from there. And so that's kind of the up to us thing. Nice. Oh, so that's cool. So it's a way to like pair like kids who don't have a coach with you kind of underprivileged know. areas, man. Okay. You know, like you know, put a coach in the, in the center and then start a team, or say a team maybe needs a coach or something. Like, hey, up to us comes in and says, hey, we got this guy. Yeah. Went to school for it, he wants to start coaching. It's on. It's on us. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I got you. you know what I'm saying? Um, oh yeah, then the camp, you know, June twenty second to twenty third, um, at Sickles High School. So, you know, I don't know if the demographic is gonna be listening to that, but yeah, you yeah. know, you will, you know, that's people got cousins, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah. You know, is it for, for all ages? Was it um, high school or nine through fourteen? Yeah, nine through fourteen. Okay. So, you know what I mean? The, I think the price is a hundred dollars, but we're gonna drop that too. So, you know, just Give us a call. I mean, it's on my Instagram, John's at 31. Grades three through nine. Three through nine. Three through nine. Yeah, because, I mean, that's something that I I feel like you've been doing even back in the Milwaukee days. You've been always, like, giving back to the community, like, there for the the kids, you know? For sure, man, especially, like, time, man. Giving back your time and and, and energies is, is, you know, you don't have to necessarily give money, but giving back your time and and stuff like that is is also works just fine. Yeah. Almost better. You think so? Yeah, because because those are the memories that you know. Yeah, those, it's one thing to yeah. you know write a check, but it's one thing to show up to yeah. interact with a kid, make their day. That's it goes a lot For longer sure. of a way. For sure. Yeah, because I mean, you know, you're you you're lucky enough to be in the NBA and yeah, be sure. you know and play basketball. So I think a lot of kids can you know look up to that and be inspired by For that experience. Sure. I mean, yeah. if I can kind of like help one kid kind of just say, hey, you know what, I'm going to do the right thing and I'm going to try this, you know, instead of trouble, I'm going to play basketball. Like my jobs. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So. You got any vacations planned? Do you travel at all? Or? I went to Coachella. Oh, I got to hear about this. Week one or week two? I got to hear about this. Okay, so Is you it? missed Kanye's Sunday service. Yeah, then. I wasn't going to go to that anyways. Yeah. <laughs> Kanye, the only religious guy that charges yeah. people to go to church. It's <laughs> only, the only pastor without the name pastor. Yeah, right. All right. But um, it was fun, man. Um, when we got there, though, man, the house we rented, Apparently the owner had been renting this house out in the neighborhoods where neighbors were like fed up. So they like, nah, you can't come in here. Really? You can't come in the house. So so we're stuck like with no house. By the grace of God, I booked it through Airbnb through a luxury rental company. So they're like, we have another house for you. Just sit tight. It was way better than the house we rented, which was perfect. You know what I mean? But, yeah. Um, and it was fun, man. We went to a bunch of like little like parties and like events. We didn't we didn't go to the concert because we just didn't make it because you know things happened. Things uh, things got the, things the, got a little out of party. Yeah, yeah. Free parties. Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying. Sometimes you got to stick and stay at those. We got to a party. We got to see, we got to, went to a party and we saw like Gunner. We saw Nav. Oh, okay, um, yeah. 
Virgil Abloh, Virgil was 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 yeah. DJing. Virgil was DJing. Was there, yeah, like it was it was it was a dope dope little little scene. Man. Was he giving out any uh, off white gear? Nah, nah, he wasn't giving out any off white gear, man. He, you know, I, I saw he, I saw him post those samples that he was rocking. Oh yeah, he had that, he had those on. And then I saw uh, Glover. Uh, yeah. He did something with Adidas where like he airdropped. Yeah, he airdropped Adidas. Uh, and it, if people accepted it, they got a code to buy the Whoa. shoes limited. Yeah. Which is, I mean, that's so that's some next level marketing that's, right that's there. Genius, to yeah. be honest with you, that's a good way to combat the the sneaker bots that are big in that world. I mean, yeah. nobody, you, there's nothing you can do. It's right there. You either take it or don't. Like that's true. that was genius. I saw that. It was pretty genius. It's fun. Though. It's an experience. I, I would I would I would say like one like you gotta go. Like if you can. Go one time, one time, like it's an experience, man. It's 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 uh, you see any other cool, cool celebrities, singers, something like that? I mean, uh, I'm trying to think, she, honestly, we were she like, the Jenners out there. Did the, you the, see the, Kylie and yeah, uh, yeah, like the, the way the parties the go? One? Like the way these party, the way the parties were, like we were at, like you could like walk past, like you know, Kendall Jenner. Like, I mean, you wouldn't necessarily know unless you were looking, yeah. Like, I saw a couple NBA guys, and like you know, we went to a few things like that, but um, for the most part, man, it was just a great experience, man, just being out there. The energy is great. The weather is great. Yeah, the weather. Yeah, yeah. Hey, the vibe's great. awesome. Yeah, hey, that's what it's about. Enough, there was enough to look out without uh, looking at the other celebrities. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure, I'm yeah. sure in Cali, it's uh, Facts. it's yeah. easy. So, Facts. so what what are you listening to? Like, what are, what kind of music are you into? Oh man, <laughs> um, right now, man, I'm I'm. I'm, I'm on everything, man. Oh, like, I would say what CDs in your in your deck. No, yeah, that, that would no, be no. Like what's ten, what's on your Spotify playlist is the question. Okay, you know? so like you know, obviously the Old Town Road. Yeah, I, I, I put that on my phone. But uh, album wise, I've been listening to Nav. Okay, yeah, yeah, it's a great record. The Dripper Drown too. Okay, me and my boys actually were discussing like how good that album is. Like it's so like. We were kind of like iffy on it. Now we just play it through. We're like, wow, this is really good. Yeah. Offset's album too. Like, I don't know if you guys agree, but like, people were talking like Quavo, Take Off. Like, his album's clearly better than both of those guys, right? Like, yeah. Know, Way know. personal. Nobody knew Offset. No, Offset's like maybe the best of the the whole group. You know. The baby. How do you guys feel about the baby? I don't know the baby. Who's the baby? No, I'm not hip. There's a, isn't there a little baby too? Yeah, yeah it's a okay. little baby. There's the baby. It's all type of stuff. So it's tough to keep up with these, yeah. these yeah. rappers now. There's but a I lot like of them. Spotify. I do the mellow bars playlist. That's my. Stuff. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's my, There's some good stuff that's on my there. Speed. That's my speed. Yeah, I like the the chill chill hip hop. Yeah. You know. In my daily mix. Okay. What about old school hip hop? What do you listen to? Who? Jay Z. Um, you know, I've actually been on this like '90s R&B tip. Lately. That's what's okay. up. That's, that's, what's that's, up. Yeah. that's my jam, like Stevie yeah. B style, yeah, like yeah, Stevie yeah, B. Okay, yeah, yeah. see, so yeah, that's what yeah. I've been on lately, yeah. man. Like, uh, so I've been on that. Like, I got like Michael Jackson, Heaven Can Wait on my playlist. Okay, like, you know what I mean, stuff like that, just kind of keeping it good. Keeping good it, music, overall, good music, yeah, keeping it diverse, man. Like, yeah, Ludacris, Piven all over the world as a recently. That's I just listened to Southern Hospitality this morning. Yep, classic. Classic. I've been listening to Lauryn Hill. Oh, yep. What about Black? Bring it all to me. What about that? Oh, that's that's that. Oh, I'm baby, not. Bring it all to me. Okay, yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I do remember that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, all right. Yeah. Big Tuck. You know what I mean? I got, oh, if you some not a stand on me. Yeah, not a stand on oh, me. See, like, I yeah. was a I was a big chop and screw guy back in the day. Yeah, so like, yeah. We sure. used to download those mixtapes on Kazal. Yeah, I used, to love, <laughs> I used to love all those guys. I used, to, like, I used to be a, like I used to have so much John Mayer in my phone. John Mayer's good. Yeah. I used to be on him heavy. He's a good musician though. You yeah. can't deny good music. Great you know, music, before games, I would listen to him to kind of just chill me out. Yeah. So, oh, so, so now, before you, games, everybody's yeah. got like their headphones and stuff, right? There's not like a communal like. You know, stereo. In, Milwaukee, in Milwaukee, we had a communal stereo. Okay. Uh, who who was the DJ? Fine Maker was the DJ. Uh, was he really? <laughs> um, and sometimes I play like after the games, I would play. I would play music after the games, and so you know we're both gone. So who knows who's the DJ over there? Probably Sterling Brown, DJ Wilson, maybe. DJ Wilson. Yeah. You have a certain playlist you listen to before games? Nah, man. I'm not a real music guy before games. I like more so to just kind of like. Relax a little bit, um, and I like you know like if it's playing in the in the uh, locker room, I'll you know I'll definitely, I'll definitely vibe out. But you know I'm more so kind of just like watching film and like reading scouting. You have like a pregame ritual you go through before games. Um, well, since we're Milwaukee, uh, last time I played, you know I would eat, you know I don't work out, 
read the scouting report, watch a little film, watch film of yourself, and then, you know, kind of the game would kind of be there. I also lift, you know, do like a little light lift or something to activate, you know, and um, go out there and hoop. Yeah. So you do work, you do get a light workout in even oh, before sure, games. Yeah, for sure. I, see, I saw uh, Tiger Woods doing that before he won the Masters, and I thought yeah. to myself, how can you get a workout before he golfs? But I guess you get the juices yeah, flowing, yeah, get everything going. You know, the biggest thing before, like, especially as you get older, man, it's all about activation, man. Right. You got to activate these muscles. Because right. if they're not firing, you're going to hurt something. You know what I mean? So you want to make sure everything's firing all cylinders, and, and that's kind of the goal. That's smart. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a full time job. I think that's what people don't it's, realize. Exactly. Like, a, it's a long season, but then you got to stay. You know, you got to stay active. And so. then, like, you know, the, the NBA is transitioning kind of as, like, the less less load, less practices because, like, Jay Kidd, you know, told us, like, hey, back in the day when it was off season, the NBA guys would literally drop the ball, drop the weights, and wouldn't do anything to the training camp. So, like, wow. they, they had to have, like, a month training camp and, like, two-a-days and, you know. Yeah, to get back into shape. Yeah, yeah, like, now guys stay in shape all year round, so there's no need for that. You know what I mean? So, I think that's another, like – Kind of new wrinkle in the NBA now. Your guys are just in shape all year. So yeah, it's 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 making the game better. Oh, yeah. for sure. Does your trainer like you? Have, you watch? Does he watch what you eat? You have to uh, kind of do I, meal I, meals. I had or a anything? chef. I had a chef. Okay. And he actually hired by the Cleveland Indians. Oh, nice. the, the Indians stole your chef. Yeah, he stole. <laughs> <it>. <laughs> Tito, only Tito Franco. Yeah, So they they took him, man, and like I'm so happy for him, man, because like man, that's he, big, he, that's big big I time. We he literally started as an intern out of Oregon, just came down, like literally like. Didn't know who I was. I know who he was. Just suggestions, and like he's one of my closest friends now. That's man. awesome. So uh, I, I hang with him in Cleveland, man, and he's, he's doing well, man. So that's right on. Yeah, yeah. So we're we're, we're kind of coming to the end of the yeah. time here, but uh, before we go, I just wanted to see if you had any kind of you know final thoughts for you know for the listeners for Tampa. You know what what what's in the this is your your opportunity. What's in the mind of John Henson? Right oh now? man, I, I'm I mean this is dope, man. Um, Obviously, I'm gonna start following you guys a lot more. And ah, anytime you know you guys want me on, I'll definitely be on. Any commentary, anything happens, man. You know, definitely. I'll, you could be a regular man, come yeah. in every week. Hey, for you sure. Got, you know? do uh, sure. John yeah. uh, album discussions, going over some new hip hop albums. Yeah, yeah, sure. like, yeah let's do that. Like, I mean, uh, music, news, culture, like cl- clothes, fashion. What's, what I'm brands are you into? I'm a big, I'm a big collector. So I, I mean, guess. I'm into everything. I mean, I, I, I like off white, obviously. Support your black designers. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but, I mean, Virgil's uh, the Virgil's he's the man. But um, you know, I, I wear a lot of stuff, man. I, I don't like, you know, I'm kind of gearing away towards the designer stuff, especially like the stuff like Givenchy across the chest or Balenciaga across the it's, collar. It's loud. That's like annoying to me now. It's loud. I used yeah. to be cool, but I'm older now, so I'd rather have a nice gray shirt that maybe is Balenciaga, but you would never know. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't like, scream it. It doesn't scream it. You know? And what's this uh, Henson Select that he's got going on over here? That was here? my AAU t- program. Um, okay. It's, it's kind of transitioned over to Progression Daily now. Okay. And that's kind of the name of it. Um, and, you know, he, he coached uh, the team, and that, it was a good experience, man. There were some things we needed to fix, and, you know, we got better at And, um, you know, so right now we're just kind of thriving, and it's, it's cool. Did you ever – did you play on the AAU circuit? I did. Um, that's a that's a pretty – I mean, that's like its own world, yeah, man, apparently. I, mean, I was it's, flying all over the place, driving all over the place, man. I was surprised my parents let me do all that, you know what I mean? But um, I'm here, so. I've heard it's cutthroat in that, that basketball AAU Oh, for world. sure. I mean, I was playing on different teams. Like, you know, the team would call and say, hey, you know, can you play in Atlanta this weekend? Like I'd be like, okay, and they book me a flight. I go to Atlanta. I don't know who my teammates are. Pull up Ball. to the gym and just hoop. You know what I mean? So yeah, that's good. Good. Days. I played AAU baseball growing up, and it would be Saturdays two games, Sundays two games, and kids would pitch all weekend. And those kids growing up, arms were done. Yeah, yeah, yes. That's, a fact. that's usually usually how it went. Yeah, for sure. And you know, there's nobody cared. There was no innings regulations, nothing like that. In standard yeah. leagues. They have, you know, restrictions. But in the AAU, they do what they want. Basketball, yeah. baseball, even hockey. I have a friend who played in the, the hockey. That's crazy. The Cooperstown baseball thing is like a big deal. Yeah, Cooperstown, yeah. yep. My uncle goes there and coaches every year. Yep, yep. Yeah, the AAU. All right, so final question. If you can play one-on-one with anybody in the NBA right now, who are you going one-on-one with? Is he trying to win? Or? <laughs> <laughs> no, who do you – yeah, who, yeah. Who, who are you going for? Who are you challenging? challenging yeah one-on-one to 11 i mean i would say just for like sentimental purposes like lebron man like okay you know one of the one of the obviously one of the best players have you guarded him you ever gone up yeah sure i've guarded him i mean didn't farewell maybe but you know i've I've guarded him and um 
especially when he was with the Heat, when we played him in the playoffs our right. year years. So, and we were switching. Was there ever a moment yeah. where you were like, "Wow, I'm guarding LeBron"? Or is that kind of just that kind of leaves you once, it the, leaves once, you, once I mean, the ball tips when off? When you look at it, when after the game and you see a picture of you like guarding, like, oh man, like that's kind of cool, right? But yeah. during the game, you're just like, "I'm trying, not trying to get dunked." You're trying, not even not trying to get dunked. <laughs> don't like, be a poster. LeBron's not necessarily a guy that's going to just drive you and just you know. I mean, he could. He, he could. could like, yeah. You know, like he's he catches guys, you know, off the rip, like one on one type, you know, things like he. I was just trying to keep him from scoring, like yeah. into the lane. I yeah. mean, I remember one specific instance. I'll give you one where he was with the Cavs and he was coming down the lane, and I like slapped down. And and one, I slapped on his thigh. Pause. And it was like I hit a table, like you know what I mean, like literally, like I didn't. I don't think he even realized that I called him. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but the ref saw it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, so it was like that's just. I mean, he's uh, he's a high level athlete, obviously. Yeah, he's, and, yeah, yeah. One of the best guys ever. So, so I guess actually a better final question yeah. then. Instead of who who are you yeah. playing one on one with besides LeBron James, mm-hmm. who's the hardest guy in the NBA to guard? Oh man, I, I would say it's a big man, man, Joel Embiid, man. Oh shit, yeah, um, I could see that for sure. For me personally, my kind of you know, career, you know, he's one of the tougher guys because you know what, he can do so much. He can step out, shoot it, mid-range. He's strong as an ox. Um, he's also very skilled. So you're really at his will, man, as you guys can see, you know, with the playoff series, you just, I mean, yeah, kind of got to, you need a little help sometimes. And, uh, you know, the best way to guard him is to, is to try to get him tired and, and make him defend. And that's probably the biggest compliment you can give someone this way, the best way to, Guard him is get him tired. Yeah, yeah. Because there's no what else are you gonna do? Exactly. So he's he's one of the tougher guys. Um, Then guards wise, let me see. I mean, when D Rose, even like I came in D Rose after the knee injury. Yeah. Like I mean, he was he was still. I mean, when he was in Chicago. Yeah. It makes me sad, man. He can still you know, go. Oh no, because he he was. People forget that he was at. He was like one of the best, you know, top three, top five players in the NBA when he, he was, was at his he MVP was season. Before Russ when was, he, yeah. yeah. He did some like he did something in Milwaukee in the playoffs, and like he like crossed at half, and like just took off. And I remember running beside him, and then he, he wasn't there. <laughs> he was gone. <laughs> and yeah. I'm running though, like I'm literally like, <laughs> and I was like. Nah, Westbrook is tough too. Paul George is tough too. Nah, I can imagine. You know what I mean, so those guys are good, man. There's a lot of a lot of great players out yeah, there, man. Sure, so, a lot of talent. Yeah. All right. Well, John Henson, thank you so much for Appreciate hanging out with us this afternoon. You're welcome back anytime you want. Yeah.